Mahal shoots safe. Smith the rebound stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Side of the net, extra passing. Smith settles, his shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Let's roll those dice. We got uh, games tonight already underway. The Capitals and Predators just dropping the puck. The Red Wings at home to the Florida Panthers. The Blackhawks and the Coyotes. That game, thankfully, <laughs> like there is a predetermined end to all National Hockey League games. Yeah. But it might go 19 deep in the shootout without any goals. In that game, because both clubs after Connor McDavid, big time. Islanders take on the Flames and the Sharks uh, hooking up with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, there's a couple of games that interest us when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. And there's a couple of games that uh, have our focus in our hockey parlay contest brought to you by Michael E. Minden Jewelers. At some point during today's show, we will give out the number 702-876-1340. And we will ask somebody to pick Three games that we have selected. You select the winners. If you are correct, because no, there was no winner in last week's playing, you will be eligible to win $200. If you get any of the three wrong, you're out, and we add another $100 to it, and we'll play for 300 big ones next week. Uh, so at some point during today's show, we will play the Hockey Parlay Contest. Uh, we have uh, a lot of conversation about last night's Vegas Golden Knights game. Best first period that we saw that we saw at uh, T-Mobile probably since the game against the Winnipeg Jets when they lit up big save Dave David Riddick uh, for four goals uh, earlier this season. Uh, <laughs> that was a commanding lead. Uh, Pittsburgh did have an answer in the second period. I'll tell you why it was actually good to have Pittsburgh carry the play last night in the second period. But the overall production out of that middle frame has favored Vegas Mm -hmm. lately and continue to do so despite allowing 20 shots on goal last night in the middle stanza. And the overall result of the game was a nice, comfortable, tidy 5-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins to kick off that seven-game homestand in style, buddy. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of what the Golden Knights were able to accomplish last night. I think that... When you've got a team like Pittsburgh that was coming in reeling, jumping on them as the Golden Knights did in the first period is exactly how you draw it up. And, you know, those new line combinations certainly had a lot of juice going for the Golden Knights early. Yeah, there's a a lot of balance. You got a couple of goals from Kessel and Cotter playing on the same unit. Uh, You got uh, some offense from uh, the likes of Mark Stone, which continues to roll. Uh, There was a lot to like all the way across the board last night. Now, today at practice, we saw Jonathan Marcheseau taking line rushes, and as you predicted yesterday, he was skating with Jack Eichel and Riley Smith with Nick Waugh, back with William Carrier and Keegan Colasar. And this looks 
like it could be a four-line approach that you could get used to for a while. I mean, I'd like to get used to it for a while. I I do feel like this is a a lineup that, if you allow it time to grow, can certainly do something for you. I I was encouraged greatly by the play of Paul Cotter, William Carlson, and Phil Kessel. I thought that, you know, all throughout the game yesterday, Carlson's motor was just phenomenal. I, th- I think he had one of his best games of the year. You couple that with Phil Kessel having, a, in my estimation, his best game of the year, and Paul Cotter coming in and, and kind of picking up right where he left off. He was physical. He was in and around, um, nose for the net, finished his plays. Like I like to see what you got out of the Golden Knights, and if Bruce Cassidy is going to be able to run this for a couple of games, let's see if they can continue to find that repeated success. Uh, also had a sighting of Alec Martinez on the ice today in a regular colored sweater. Not sure about the timeline for Alec Martinez. Can he jump in tomorrow night? Uh, or does he take the extra rest, as Bruce Cassidy talked about today during media availability, and we'll get to some of that sound in just a little bit. But they don't play uh, until next Thursday after tomorrow night's game against the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, if Mm -hmm. the kids are going okay, which they are, uh, do you give Alec Martinez basically another week uh, to heal up, or do you put him in and then he's got four days to get comfortable from anything that that potentially bothers you after that first game back? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because I I feel like you kind of want to get the tester out out there so that you've got a little bit more recovery time between games for Alec Martinez. But, uh, you know, he's such a pro that I I think even, you know, you give him an extra three, four, four or five days to to get ready and, and be for sure good to go then I think he'll be fine. I think there's merits to both of them. I would expect that if Alec Martinez is healthy without restrictions and available to play, my guess is he'll play that first game. And if that happens to be tomorrow, then uh, that's a good spot for the Golden Knights to be in. Well, I think we've uh, we've seen Jonathan Marchessault a few times at practice and morning skates, mm-hmm. and there's been a real uh, ramping up in Jonathan Marchessault. So there's there's no doubt that if he's fine tomorrow morning, uh, coming off that morning skate, that he is uh, in the lineup tomorrow night. That's the impression I got from Bruce today. The the yeah. Alec Martinez angle is we have not watched him at practice. Uh, today was an appearance and uh, a very positive appearance, but. Uh, it's it's the first practice that we know of, right? Uh, I'm sure that there's rehab and all kinds of uh, exercise and and uh, cardiovascular uh, areas to keep you sharp, and then uh, and then we've got the the hobbling of the the injury to get over. But it's it's the first practice that we saw him. Do you jump in right after that? The encouraging part was he he was in the regular color jersey, so that's good. So he's he's able to take uh, contact, but. Is it better to have a little bit more lead up to it than what we've seen? And I don't know the all the details behind what has occurred uh, behind the closed door. Yeah, and and you know we're not privy to that obviously, so it, it's kind of hard to see if there are you know maybe less restrictions, so to speak, on Alec Martinez kind of getting himself ready to go after practice and into a game as as maybe there were for Jonathan Marsh. So like without knowing exactly what they're working through, it, it becomes difficult to to apply, you know, what what Jonathan Marsh had to go through versus what uh, what Alec Martinez has to go through. But I think your point at, at the beginning of the conversation is really the one to drive home. You're getting really good contributions from 
Caden Korzak and Braden Pahal and Ben Hutton and to the point where I don't think you feel like you need to rush anything with Alec Martinez. When he's ready to go and he's got enough practices under his belt where he feels confident coming back into the game, I think that that's when you make the move, but you don't have to rush him back because of because of the contributions you're getting right now on the back end from some of the younger players. Uh, he looked good today. I watched his gait and his stride uh, very closely for any type of uh, favoring. There, there's no sign of that. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him afterwards because everybody went over to uh, Jack and everybody was talking to Logan, uh, two very popular members of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Jack being in the lineup last night and Logan Thompson being named to his first National Hockey League All-Star weekend. So, uh just uh, Alec uh, slipped out uh, while uh, I was overdoing some other things. So I'd be curious to see how he felt out there and uh, what kind of uh, uh, prognosis we'd have for uh, his return to the lineup. Uh, we'll, get, we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy in just a little bit. Uh, we got the win last night over the Pittsburgh Penguins, which occurred minutes after the naming of Logan Thompson to the NHL all-Star Weekend, uh, eighth rookie all-time to be named to an NHL All-Star Game, which is significant and uh, also very well-deserved. You look at the, and I've been watching this for a while, just to keep an eye on where things are sorting out uh, inside the Pacific Division, because All-Star talk, really, within the league, I'm talking about NHL hockey, hockey operations, which makes up the teams, and talks to the various clubs about player availability. That really begins in earnest about December 15th, right in around there. There's the, hey, we're thinking about this. Uh, How's your guy doing here? Uh, This is where we're leaning. Uh, Because every team this year had to have one representative named to the team. Uh, Tarasenko is not even uh, right now playing, but he was named to the team Mm -hmm. for the St. Louis Blues because he's their player. Uh, And then the final three roster positions for the Pacific uh, entry and the Central, uh, those will be determined by, um, by fan voting. So every team was going to be uh, represented and was represented yesterday. So teams uh, and the league is working with the clubs on uh, who do we want and goaltending wise, you want to make sure that uh, that you don't get stuck at the end. If you've if you've done drafts like this, uh, certainly fantasy football league, uh, you, you get stuck at the end and you haven't filled out your one key position. So that it's almost like a, a bit of a draft by NHL hockey operations department. Uh, so I was watching. The lead up to this, who who could possibly make the Pacific Division team from the initial announcement through hockey operations? Who's played better than Logan Thompson? Mm-hmm. And there's been nobody in the Pacific. Yeah, like there, inside there inside in, inside this division, the, it's the mm-hmm. clearest cut choice with a goaltender to be on the initial offering. The Central Division, uh, there there's some some controversy there with Connor Hellebuck not named the team because they went with Josh Morrissey from Winnipeg and elected to a name uh, UC Saros to the club. Now, he made 64 saves last night, but that was after the naming of, of the team. In the in the Metropolitan Division, you've got a great goaltender in Carolina who's, who's lighting it up. They went with Igor Shesterkin uh, from the New York Rangers. No issue with that at all. But there was uh, there was a close battle in that, and uh, same uh, situation uh, with what's happening in the Atlantic. You had a, a couple of performers that were good, but uh, Linus Allmark was the was the obvious guy there. So I I, I was looking at uh, Logan Thompson's possibilities, and I had my fingers crossed 
that they would they would go down this path with the rookie. Yeah, I mean, again, it, you you obviously you're looking at naming one goaltender per each division, and and you're you're expecting that that there's going to be um, an avenue, right, for Logan Thompson. And I think the you know kind of the point that you're making here is that if you look at the Pacific Division top to bottom. There are plenty of goaltenders that you could you could reasonably going into the season say that's the goaltender that's going to be the best goalie in the Pacific Division. Yep. We talked about Thatcher Demko before the season. We talked about Jacob Markstrom before the season. But the fact of the matter is Logan Thompson has been the guy in the Pacific Division. A really strong bedrock piece for this Golden Knights team. So when you factor all of that into what he's done so far this year, Logan Thompson's the obvious choice when it comes to a goaltender to represent the Pacific Division, and it's a well-earned, well-earned um, accomplishment for Logan to to be named to an All-Star game. Head and tails above anybody else in the Pacific Division, which is yeah a big reason why the Vegas Golden Knights are a first-place team right now. But he's got 19 of their wins. Uh, sorry, uh, 18 of their wins. He's third in the National Hockey League in victories behind Linus Allmark and Connor Hellebuck. That is significant. Uh, he has uh, outplayed everybody else. Martin Jones would be probably the, the second best guy. He's done a really good job with Seattle. Uh, but yeah. not an all-star season. Might get voted in there, but not to be named an all-star uh, right off the bat. And after that, there's, uh, there's like just... Logan Thompson's been that much better than everybody else. He's created that gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I'm I'm glad to see that that's that that's represented because as you you know as you mentioned, like there's, and this is tough for me because when you look at the 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 Central Division and and UC Soros, like I'm I'm okay with that, but to to a degree, like. Connor Hellebuck should be on this all-star team, right? He should be, um, at least in my opinion, thought of as the the best goalie uh, in that central division. So for Logan Thompson not only to be the guy here in the Pacific Division, to, to kind of not have it rest on you know, what Jacob Markstrom or Thatcher Demko or really any yeah. pick your pick any of your goalies. Or even, you know, to to a degree, like you make the argument from a bounce back for for Martin Jones. Like the fact that it, it did go to the most deserving guy I think is important and and, and again it kind of underpins how important Logan has been to this team all season long. Twenty eight appearances this year for Logan Thompson. The leader in the National Hockey League is thirty with Bennington and Sorokin. He's Thompson's sure. been a, a a workhorse uh, in this league. It's not like it used to be. We are much mm-hmm. more of a tandem era with goaltending. But still, to be two off the league lead in appearances, uh, that's pretty impressive. I had a chance to uh, speak with uh, Logan earlier today after practice to go through uh, the whole all-star game announcement, uh, how he learned about it, uh, his expectations for the weekend, and uh, who he's looking forward to meeting. Here's uh, my conversation with Logan. Kelly called me uh, a couple days and just said, hey, um, you know, it was one of those scary texts saying, uh, give me a call, and you're like, uh-oh, what do I do now? And uh, he called me and said, just wanted to let me know the news, and he was excited for me, and yeah, it was it was cool. I remember saying, like, like what? Like, I was just, you know, super, super shocked wasn't even on my radar um, to be an all-star um, you know I, I don't consider myself especially with you look at all the names I don't I don't see myself like that so I'm just you know thankful to be recognized by the league 
Who was the first person you told? Uh, I called my dad, and, and he, he obviously was excited for me. Uh, you know, he's it's been a long uh, you know journey for him watching me as well. So uh, no, he, he's really happy about it. How long did it take you to start looking at the different things that happen at the All Star Weekend and what you might experience? You know, I, I've used to watch it more when I was a kid, and um, you know, I know there's the shootout and stuff. I haven't really watched it. I watched it last year, I guess, in Vegas when when some of the guys were in it. So um, I, I think it's a fun weekend. You know, you get for me, I'm going to go out there and um, you know, hopefully represent re- represent the team well, and uh, you know, hopefully get to meet some some people I used to look up to. Um, you know, when I was a kid. Did you scan some of the rosters yesterday? I did, yeah. You know, guys like, you know, Sidney Crosby are going and, and uh, you know, McDavid, you know, who's similar to age, but he's just uh, you know, a player that I, I, you know, he's elite. So it's uh, going to be exciting to play with him as well. Uh, did you make eye contact with Sid at all last night and say, hey, what's up, fellow All-Star? No, I did not. No, I, I think if, if, Sid, if Sid looked at me, I just look, at, look down at the ice and say, sorry, Mr. Crosby. So, yeah. Hey, how much do you think and where do you think your game has changed in the last year? Uh, yeah, it changed a lot. It's a it's a comfort thing, right? You, the more years you have and more experience, I think it, the game slows down. So, um, you know, me, this is technically my first year, and um, I'm feeling really comfortable. You know, I'm really excited to see you know see myself in five years and and, and where I'll be then. What's the area that's made the biggest stride for you? I think just just kind of settling back and calming my game down a bit. You know, being my first, last year, I was really sporadic and and kind of all over the place and. Like I said, now a little bit more comfortable and relaxed. That you know, slow things down and let the puck come to you. Did you see uh, Linus Allmark uh, try and score in the Winter Classic? I did. Oh, I did see that actually. Yeah. No. Um, I think he's a, actually a very you know talented goalie. I always liked his game, even in Buffalo. Um, so um, you know what he's doing in Boston this year is really impressive. And what are the, what are the chances we'll ever see you get to heave one down there? I would do it, but I'm also scared of Butch and Krim if I miss. So. <laughs> You know, I get those uh, texts from Kelly all uh, the time, and I don't know what they're going to involve, but I'm, I'm similarly, my heart... Your heart drops a little bit, yeah. 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 Um, where are you in your comfort level as with this group? Like, how long did that take? Because it looks like you're just, you've been around here for 20 years. <laughs> uh, I think it's just my personality, you know. Sometimes it can be a lot, right? Um, pretty outgoing, outgoing guy. I think me and Paul caught are kind of the same you know, loud personalities. So, um, no, but the guys have been good. The leadership group here is, is really, really good. And, you know, I, I don't think there's, I mean, there's everyone in the dressing room, just, just all good friends, you know, even bringing a guy like Phil Kessel in, right. Just bring his room, you know, that much closer. So, um, you know, I think immediately I walked in the room this year, it's been just a, yeah, like you said, I feel like I've been here for years. Do you collect stuff? What do you mean? Sticks? No. Anything like that? No. So going to the All-Star game, you won't ask, uh, grab a twig from, from anybody? Maybe, a, like I said, try to get something from Ovi, right? You yeah. Got, so that, I think that's one guy I'll, I'll try and go say hi to. Oh. Uh, I, think I, and I, I met him you know, when I was in Washington System um, a couple of times, so hopefully he remembers me and say, hey, you scored your 50th on me, so it's nice to meet you again and give me your stick. So. That'd be a pretty good I'll picture, him, actually. I'll give him my stick. See if he wants mine. I'll, tra- I'll trade him. I'll say, I'll give, I'll give. yeah, I'm coming up on 50 games. So there you go. There's my 50th stick there. Hey, congratulations. Uh, we, we've been watching it for a while, and, uh, and you've been far and away uh, the leader in this category. So uh, we're really happy for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, it means a lot. Appreciate it. There's Logan Thompson uh, after practice inside the dressing room. We just kind of wandered off to the side once Chapman got done. Talking to everybody, you were busy in the room today, Chapman. <laughs> what was going on? What got in, under your bonnet? Oh, well, nothing got under my bonnet. Trying but to empty the tank early. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, 
<laughs> I, I had a bit of of, of uh, a goal going into today, and and uh, I I would say I I was satisfied with what came out of it. So all right. So what happened? Well, I I, I always find it fascinating when young guys, especially young D men, well, exclusively young defensemen, talk about wanting to play with Brady McNabb and you know just how good of a communicator he is on the ice. And I wanted to talk to Braden and, and find out, uh, you know, what what goes into that and, and uh, you know, just what makes one a good communicator and, and how he learned to be a good communicator. And, and he kind of talked to me a little bit about that. And I also, uh, we, we talked a little about what he listens to on the radio. So that was not part of the goal, but it kind of evolved into that. But, uh, yeah, it, it was good. And then Bruce talked, and we'll hear it a little bit later, I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, about his communication skills, Braden's, and, and you know, he highlighted that him and Petra were basically like coaches on the ice. They are. And, and I thought that was really cool because I, I also found Bruce leading into uh, talking about how McNabb is one of the most underappreciated and maybe undervalued players, not only on the Golden Knights, but in the NHL. And I, I thought that was very cool as well. Okay, what uh, what's the end result of the McNabb answer regarding what he listens to. Now, do you have this on tape? I, I was, I have it on my desktop, but I have not uploaded it into uh, the, a file yet because I was trying to upload it onto my Twitter. But well, it's two why minutes would you in, do that and not <laughs> play it here? Well, I could still do it. I mean, we have plenty of time left in the show. It's only two minutes and 50 seconds. So, but, let me get this straight. Yes. You're walking around <laughs> the dressing room yes. with a microphone yes. that says... Fox Sports Las Vegas. Exactly. Yes. And this audio is sitting where? It's on my desktop. Destined for where? Well, I, I, I wanted to... Destined up- for where? The Fox Sports Las Vegas Twitter. And not on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, that's their Twitter, the Fox Sports Las Vegas no, Twitter No, 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 no. Oh, oh not, not on terrestrial, terrestrial radio? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I get stuff and we don't play it, so I wasn't sure what to do with it, so... You didn't tell us it existed. <laughs> I'm telling you, Walsh. Did you know this existed? No, no, he didn't. He didn't know. I did not. I yeah. did not know that yeah, this he existed. Didn't know. Now, Chapman, I, I do want to ask you an honest question. Yes. And I want an honest answer. Okay. When you said you wanted to put it on your Twitter. Yes. Now that Darren kind of ran his line of questioning. Yes. Was it initially going to go on Fox Sports Twitter, or was I, it going to go on wa- Magnum Seven Hundred Two? I, I figured it would be better to start it with the Fox Sports Twitter, and then I could just retweet okay. it from my account. Uh, because that's I, what you were going to do. Well, because I, I I'm I, I had a, a a talking with the bosses, the higher ups, and so we thought that you know it would be a good idea if I could start recording things and putting them out on the Twitter account. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the problem I ran into is it's thirty seconds too long to put on the Twitter. So I'm I'm trying to find a way to put a larger video file up on the Twitter because apparently it could only be two minutes and 20 seconds. So now you're a Twitter reporter. You're well, not reporting for Fox Sports Las I, Vegas. I'm, I'm reporting for everybody. <laughs> I, could, I can report for, for both. There, why there why is a can't thing. we get access to I, this? I, I could, it takes me literally a minute. I could do it in the break. I could, I could put it into the, the, a file, save it, and we could play it. We're going to come back with that audio because okay. I want to know what is so great about this interview that you were saving it for your own Twitter account? <laughs> I, I mean, McNabb no, no, no. is, is, the, is the a Fox very... Fox Sports Twitter account. No, both, which, both. which he was going Twitter to retweet account. from himself 
Yes. 16 tenths well, of a second well, later. Right. But <laughs> well, that's there, there, how it is, works. there is there is a benefit. There is a benefit in terms of multimedia, Darren, and, and maybe I'll have to explain this to you when it comes to Twitter, but uh, <laughs> you can all you can talk about things on a show and then link to or a video or maybe a longer form or whatever it is on the Twitter. Like it is a good thing to grow the station Twitter, the individual Twitters of the people that are on the show, because that just generates more buzz for the, sh- for the show. I don't see any buzz, because nobody's seen this thing. Well, because nobody's they can't heard upload anything. it. Well, not nobody, yet. It's not, it's not out there yet. It, it hasn't been uploaded There's yet. There's so. no buzz uh, about this. But we're creating just, the buzz right now. I just, exactly, because I busted you. You're going to the clink. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chapman we're not in doing the this clink. Again. In yeah. the clink. He's ah, the Chapman. So yeah. Chapman, you're going to the clink, see? <laughs> I need a, I need a Darren cigar. Loves his, Darren loves his old-timey references. I see? need a cigar and a bowler hat when as I'm doing that. As soon as you press oh. the button, get your push Honey. down yeah. those hallways <laughs> and, and get this thing onto the computer so we can hear what's so valuable. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll All do right. it. Uh, we'll come back with a unbelievable exclusive <laughs> with Braden McNabb. Uh, plus, we've got our game rating for last night's contest and the victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. A bunch of great sound from Butch Cassidy on last night and looking ahead to what's going to happen over the next couple of days game against the LA Kings and then some time off and one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League but what you really want to do is stick around for this Braden McNabb conversation on Fox Sports Las Vegas we're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM so how long have we been talking about getting like a breaking news ticker all that. Like a couple of years, right? Well, I, I like doing the... Yeah, but how long are we talking about getting like a, a real one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a year? You think just a year? Eh, maybe about how a year. How close yeah. are we to that? Not any closer than we were a year ago. <laughs> I just realized that during the last segment, you, you did your little beep and bop yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So He likes it that way. I do. I do. You know why? Because he doesn't have to press any buttons. No, I don't mind pressing the buttons. It's I just enjoy the. No, it's because he gets to open the mic, Darren. Come on. True. Uh, where's the Braden McNabb interview? It is still uh, converting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to log into my mail, and I could play it through the computer, but uh, I'm having difficulty getting into my mail right now. So I am really curious to see what is included in this conversation between Chris Chapman and Braden McNabb at today's. A practice of the Vegas Golden Knights coming off the 5-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because one, he had no intention of playing it on the VGK Insider Show. He had no intention of using the Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, Twitter account. It was going out on his Twitter account, and it was going to be uh, chopped up to be exclusively Chris Chapman. So there's something in this thing that he's dodging us with that, uh, that mm. either he doesn't want us to hear because we're going to give it to him, or is so spectacular that he needs all the credit. I, I can't figure out which, because it, it could be either, but there's something mm-hmm. in it that he didn't want to get us near. It's likely neither, but... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's probably nothing... You continue to drag your heels on this. I, I You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm downloading it from... Uh... On the computer. The so, moon? So, yeah, so we'll be able to play it uh, through the computer. I won't have to go back and... and... Get a new file. You so. had your own phone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you upload it. You, how long did it take you to upload my Logan Thompson interview? Literally, like I was done with that in 
less than a minute. So why is this one taking so much longer? Because this is a video, so it takes a longer time you to... You videotaped it? Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, because I... I... For Twitter? Yeah, for, for Twitter, yeah. Oh, my god. I get... Hey, I got I got to I got to work to get my check mark. So you're not getting a check. You mark. don't have to work to get your check. Well, I don't want to pay that guy. I'm not, not going to pay Elmo. Elmo doesn't need you're my money. You're not getting a uh, check mark at all. No chance of that. Uh, we uh, we'll get into game ratings then. Can we do that right now? Yeah, yeah. I have the interview, by the way. Oh, see, I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one. The one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll tape. Uh, I'm going to go with the Trans Am. It was a a really good game. I thought it was a a really good bounce-back game by Aiden Hill. Uh, It was great to see Paul Cotter, Phil Kessel getting on the scoreboard. I thought that line probably was was one of the better lines, maybe the best line the Golden Knights rolled out there last night. So uh, it was a really good game against a, a, a Pittsburgh team that's reeling a little bit, but it was good to see them put the foot on the gas, and uh, even though the Penguins pushed back a little bit in the second period, the Golden Knights withstood that. They got the goal at the end of the period, which kind of put the game out of reach, and uh, it was it was a good game. So I'm going to go Trans Am. See that puck didn't even hit the back of the net on the stone deflection. It was it was a crazy goal. You like, know, think about <laughs> think about all the goals you see, and I, I said this in the television broadcast last night, so uh, I want to make sure that people get credit for it that deserves the credit for it. Mike Gardner used to tell me, mm. a Hall of Famer. You know how rare it is or how hard it is to score a goal in the National Hockey League and not have the puck touch the back of the net? Think about all the goals you see. (laughs) Yeah, they always hit it. They always hit. So for something just to get across the line, it happened the other night in Colorado. That puck just managed to get across the line. It's it's extremely uh, rare. Uh, So we got a Trans Am from Chapman. Wallace? Yeah, I... I'm kind of torn here. I I feel like on the whole, if you're looking at everything, you you include the second period. It's a Trans Am. I really wanted to give it a DeLorean, uh, but I do think that the the pushback from the Penguins, though the Golden Knights did manage it well, I, I kind of wanted to to see them tilt the ice back in their favor a little bit sooner in that second period. So if I'm going to be stingy about it, it's probably a Trans Am, though I, I really did want to talk myself into a DeLorean. But I loved everything about it. Uh, for the most part, I, I liked the, what you got out of Carlson, Cotter, and Kessel. Jack Eichel, three-point night returning to the lineup. Uh, he looked fantastic. And balance scoring top to bottom, as, as Chris mentioned, a, a bounce-back performance of, of, of sorts for Aiden Hill, who I thought was fantastic in that second period. So um, all things being said, I, I couldn't talk myself into a DeLorean, but it is a solid four out of five Trans Am. Well, you should talk to yourself more, and you may be able to have a better relationship uh, with yourself. Uh, four out of five from Ryan Wallace, four out of five from Chris Chapman, and a DeLorean, a five out of five. Give me some bells and whistles over that. Uh, we got a big-time uh, performance. Yeah! Yes, I agree. The Golden Knights squashed the Pittsburgh Penguins last night, 5-2. They're up 4-0. And the second period that you guys have both mentioned as to maybe holding back the max vote that you could give uh, the game was the reason, actually, why I was pushed over the edge and said it has to be a DeLorean. It has to be a 5 out of 5. It's not the way you draw it up that you want to put your goaltender in a position where he has to make 20 saves in a period. But given what happened the game previous, and Aiden Hill becoming the first Vegas Golden Knight goaltender to be lifted from a contest this year, 
and some pressure on him to get back into it and win a game with a strong performance. The 20 shots against actually help and help the team with confidence, help the players with confidence, helps Aiden Hill massively with confidence, and the coaching staff with confidence. So you you come out of that period up one nothing in the frame, up four nothing mm-hmm. in the game, and you've been on your heels for a period. That is huge, great goaltending. So I love that part, along with the the first period with the three goals, uh, Jack Eichel with the three-point night, the Kessel and Cotter combination, which we've discussed, the chemistry between those two, uh, and the, the two-on-ones uh, last night. Uh, the, it, it was a really solid performance against a team, despite being uh, in one of its dips right now, is a dangerous club, and... Aiden Hill had to come up with a couple of big saves and one in the third period off Rust, which he absolutely robbed mm-hmm. Brian Rust uh, in, in front of the uh, net in a quick one-timer. So uh, all in all, uh, it's it's not a shutout and it's not a 10-goal performance offensively, but you score five for the fourth straight game at home. Big, uh, mm-hmm. big continuation of the role that they're on. Uh, they've won four games at home. Big continuation of uh, some confidence building at T-Mobile Arena. And you expand your lead in the Pacific Division by beating a couple of Hall of Famers in Crosby and Malkin. And that uh, is why I went 5 out of 5. And it was that second period that pushed me to give them that DeLorean. 7-1 to one in second periods recently in favor of the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. And that's a goal differential. Uh, they're, they're, they're plus six. That's big time compared to where they were uh, just uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, you're, you're on the right side of the ledger in, in terms of goals for, goals against uh, in that second period. I just, you know, Bruce Cassidy kind of speaking after the game, that it was more self-inflicted, right? Like yeah. the, the, the decision-making for the Golden Knights. Like I just, I wanted them to manage the game better. Well, with I thought Pittsburgh had a big play period. in it too. Like they, they, you're, they you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Like full credit to the Pittsburgh Penguins for having that push at the beginning. But I, I do think that a lot of what fed that push, or at least there were moments that fed it early on were, turnovers just inside the offensive blue line for the Golden Knights that went back and all of a sudden you're you're caught on on kind of a hybrid of a line change you're you're out on the on the ice for a minute 10 minute 20 minute 30 plus and and that really allowed the penguins to 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 have some momentum in that for in that second period early on so I wanted to see the Golden Knights wrestle that momentum back a little bit sooner than they did they eventually got there and that was great I just wanted to see as we've seen over the last couple of games, four or five games, they've been really good at kind of taking those momentum swings, halting them when they start, and getting back to their game. The other part is that everybody's feeling good about themselves last night after that first period. Uh, Jack's flying. Uh, Cotter's mm-hmm. got his legs going. Uh, we've got some new lines that that have some some juice going. And everybody all of a sudden wants to start making plays, uh, which I get. You're up 3 nothing. Everything's going great. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to get in on it and, and start making plays. There's a bit of that, that that feeds into it. Now, the coaching staff will have been talking to him throughout that period, but I, it wasn't nearly enough. Now, if you allow a couple of goals, that changes things. But they were able to keep Pittsburgh off the board through two periods last night, and the uh, old goals goalie saying is uh, two shutout periods, two SOPs, 
pretty much guarantees a win. And they got two SLPs to start that game last night uh, and were up big time after the second period. So let's get into uh, Braden McNabb, who had another strong game uh, last night. And let's go to our dressing room correspondent with the Vegas Golden Knights for Fox Sports Las Vegas Twitter account, uh, Chris Chapman, for this one-on-one exclusive with Braden McNabb. Yeah, so I had a, had a chance to talk to him today after practice. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, a lot of the young guys say that he is a, a very good communicator on the ice and he, he makes it easy for them to play with. So I started the conversation by asking Braden what goes into making a good communicator. I don't know. It's just kind of how I've always been, you know. Um, you know, you learn it. You know, I kind of learned it in L.A. with uh, Doughty. You know, he talks a ton, right? And he's loud, and you, you can understand him when he's saying something. That's a big thing. So, you know, I kind of took that, and it, it helps. It's huge. If your partner can tell you what to do and they can see the play, it makes life a lot easier. So, you know, that's what I try and do for all the partners I have. I imagine trust is, is a big part of it. So how long does it take to build up trust? Is it something you can do right away in practice? Does it take maybe a game or two? Like, how does how long does it take to build up that trust with a partner? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's about trust or just understanding what their uh, player they are uh, and what they're good at, what attributes they have. So it's I think it's more about that than trust than anything. You've been playing with Cade in the last couple games. Um, he's a guy who made his debut last year. I think last night was his third game in the league. What was what was your experience like when you made your debut? Uh, pretty intimidating. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just such a – when you're young and trying to break into this league, you, you know, I just remember telling myself, do anything to stay, right? Like, be noticed, do something that helps the team, bring energy. And you know, they've done a great job. It, you know, it's – I wasn't going to, you know, I was an offensive guy when I came in, but I knew, like, I wasn't going to stay for scoring, right? So I started, you know, making hits and just being solid defensively. Are there veterans that maybe could be a calming influence on a young guy? I think so, yeah, I think for sure. You know, guys like myself, Marty, Petro, even Theo now, we've been around quite a bit, and, um, you know, we understand when they come in, it's, you know, it's, the biggest thing is to make them as comfortable as possible. That's when they're going to be at their best and they'll be having fun. So I think it's important for sure. I know you're a big country music guy. Did you have any favorite albums in 2022? Uh, you know what? No, I'm not a huge music. I like music, but I'm not like, I don't follow it very often. You know, I'm more of a radio guy. What's ever on the radio I listen to. So no, to answer your question. Are you like a talk radio guy, sports radio guy? Uh, I'm more of like a podcast guy lately, but I used to be just throw on radio, country station, rock station, but not much of the new stuff. Do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, I listen to some golf stuff, some hockey stuff. I don't know, it's great for driving, makes time go by quick, so. A couple times we've been waiting outside the locker room and I've heard Dancing Queen playing in the <laughs> locker room. Is, is there a backstory to that? No, not really. It's just a good song, I guess. I, I have nothing for you there, uh, as far as I know, anyways. Yeah, it's kind of our second song. So, all right, you couldn't get, you couldn't break him on the dancing queen. You, you saved it for the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I well, can't you're just trying to soften him up. I can't and then just went in with a hard hitting one. I can't just bulldoze him with that, you know. Because you've been after this dancing well, queen yes, angle yes, for I, a while. You know, I, I I think there's there's a, a, a an obvious. You know, maybe not an answer, but but some player who has an obvious connection. But it seems like it's almost too easy for that to be the case. 
William Carlson. Yeah. Why don't you just well, ask why don't you, him? Why don't you, why don't you say just William him? Carlson? Well, I don't know. I like to. I like to. Be what were you holding? You up? Like to be vague. <laughs> yeah, you I like, like to, to be vague. intentionally I, I like, vague. I like the mystery. For some reason, although, would... although it doesn't really fool anybody. <laughs> no. What was the mystery there? The, well, what were you holding out for? I don't know. I like. I like to set it up. So. Then uh, they brought you William Carlson last night, and you're like, I didn't ask for you. I better bring him to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hold, on, hold on, hold on, I, I can't you believe Chapman. you heard that. You, you ju- you're jumping on hot coals to talk to William Carlson. I know, I know, but it was it was weird because I I heard someone say, "Oh, Butch is up," and then all of a sudden Nate brings out William Carlson, and you no want to talk to him. No one went over to talk to him. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." I was like, "I didn't ask for him, so I'll, I'll go talk to him." He was like, "All right, I'm gone," and I talked to him today. <laughs> he he was thanking me. He was like, he was like, "Hey, you did me a favor." <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't That's have fantastic. to talk. Yeah. Chapman, Chapman's my no, 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 it wasn't me. I don't think anyone asked for him. They just brought him out. Okay, so, so what's the deal with the dancing queen? I got, I got to get to the bottom of it. Oh, See, so you don't know? No, no, no I don't okay. know. I thought, Hold you, on. Knew, I thought Hold you knew on. there was William Carlson. No, no, I talked to him twice Ch- here. No, I, I, I said it, it seems obvious, but I don't think it's William Carlson. Oh, let me, let me ask you a question, Chapman. Yes, yes. What was the last thing Braden said to you? That he, he, he doesn't have an answer for me. There's it's no their backstory. second song. Their second it's song. It's their second song. What's the first one? Would it be John Wick? I don't know. I got to no, get now. I, that, I mean, that, I, what we, we we don't get to go. I mean, we as in Darren and I because I I'm on I'm doing radio. I don't I don't get Darren's to hear the first TV song though. So like I don't. I know. I don't ask the yeah. question. I'm, next time, ask next the question. guy I talk to, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Okay. What's the first song? I, what, I'm what's I'm the win playlist? I'm not down there either. But here's what I think. Second, I think. Wallace has missed the point here. Yeah. On the second song. I think it's their second celebratory song. Yeah. Like they had one before I, and now they've replaced that one with this one. It's their new go to song. So like like I, I disagree. I, 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 I wonder if like there, there's been like maybe a moment, maybe a couple guys were out. Yeah. And and that song came on and, and maybe someone like Ben Hutton started dancing as that song came on. I I, I don't know. You were in there for 25 minutes today, and you couldn't nail this thing down? I'm going to get to the bottom of it. How many players did you talk to today? I talked to Carlson, and I talked to McNabb. And? No answers. Logan Thompson? Did you ask ask Carlson about Dancing Queen? No, no, we were talking soccer. Okay. But I I, I have time to find out. There's no rush on this. It's not like like I have a deadline on... Finding out where, where no, the you backstory. No, you didn't have a deadline because you weren't going to put the interview out until you got a hold of your Twitter account. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to the – look, this is my goal for the 2023 season, to find out the backstory to Dancing Queen. Well, you don't have to wait till the whole 2023 no, season. No, no. I'm we trying to go. figure so out who to ask next. It's a slow burn. we got <laughs> to uh, get to the VGK Insider Show Hockey Parlay, brought to you by Michael E. Minden Jewelers. Uh, so phone right now, 702-876-1340. We are going to take the sixth – caller and we're going to give you three games to choose from when we come back if you pick them correctly at the end of the weekend you'll be a couple hundred dollars richer uh call now 702-876-1340 we'll be back on the vgk insider show in fox sports las vegas That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. 
Uh, let's see if we can make it rain. A couple hundred dollars coming the way of Anthony if he can pick three games that we have plopped out of the National Hockey League schedule over the course of this weekend. Uh, all he has to do is pick the winners. You, Anthony, you ready for this thing? Absolutely. All right. Uh, thanks for being on hold with us, uh, Ryan. Give him the content. All right, so this is the VGK Insider Show Hockey Parlay Contest brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers inside the Fashion Auto Mall. It's very simple. We've got three games for you. I've picked one. Millard's picked one. Chapman has picked one. We're going to get your winners, and if you hit on all three of them, Anthony, you win $200. We'll start it off with Chapman. I'm going to ask you the question because this went poorly last week. Yes. Do you want to give your game, or would you like me to do it for you? No, I could give my game. Okay, so, so, Anthony, you got to pick the winner. The Colorado Avalanche are heading to Edmonton, so you must pick a winner in the game between the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to go with Edmonton on that one. It's a pretty quick All answer. Right. I like Anthony, that. I like that uh, right. assurance. <laughs> he's he's yeah, feeling no, I mean, Connor uh, McDavid. The goaltending with uh, Colorado has been questionable lately. So, All right, so... Anthony has Edmonton over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, all right, Anthony, I've got the Minnesota Wild traveling to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. That game's tomorrow night. Who you got? I'm going to go with Buffalo. Ooh, didn't even hesitate. Why so? I like it. <laughs> what made you go Buffalo? Uh, I mean, Tage Thompson and that, that team is just, I mean... They're scoring the most in the hockey league right now, and I mean, just they're, they're on an absolute tear offensively. So. All right, uh, Anthony. Last game. Uh, this is uh, a big one. Boston, best team in the National Hockey League, first place against Anaheim, who are mathematically <laughs> eliminated from next year's season. Uh, who are you taking? Boston at Anaheim. Uh, you know what? That's uh, that's got to be the toughest one you've asked so far. But I think I'm going to have to go with Boston. <laughs> boy. So which which of the three games are you most nervous about? Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh it's gotta be the uh Colorado uh versus Edmonton. That's uh two pretty close teams, but uh you know, I think Edmonton's gonna take the edge on that one. And which one are you like money in the bank, I've got this one? Oh, Come it's got to be Boston versus Anaheim. Yeah, yes. I mean, Anthony, I'm I'm leading you down this path because I want you to know who your buddy is. It's me. I, mm-hmm. I picked the easiest game, uh, the most logical game. I want you to win the two hundred dollars. Best of luck. I can't wait to give you the cash uh, if you get all three correct. Uh, be good, okay, pal. Most definitely. You guys do uh, do well as well. There's Anthony who has uh, made his selections, and we will now watch. Last weekend, we thought it was a pretty good opportunity. Came up one game yep. short, but this, yeah, this could be even more difficult. Like that Boston Anaheim game, mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Edmonton, Ooh, Colorado, Aaron. that one. Oh, Edmonton, Colorado. I, I on either side. I think that's a real mm-hmm. tough one. Mm-hmm. I like where he went though. I I would have gone Edmonton as well. No, no, you guys are missing it. The game that's going to go the way we don't expect it to. And, and I don't have any like real ideas on Edmonton, uh, Colorado, or Buffalo, and, and Minnesota. But the game that, that's going to be the guaranteed heartbreaker is the easiest game to pick. You think you know the Anaheim Ducks are beating the Boston Bruins. It's happening. Anaheim's on like a And 20, it's all your fault, Darren. Anaheim's on a 22-game homestand right now, too. 
It's really weird. The BGK Insider Show, hour number two, is coming up next.